Welcome to Life Point with your host, Pastor Tom Doherty. Thanks for joining me again today. I want to continue the message I had yesterday, but I want to talk about standing on holy ground. That song just came to me when I was putting this message together a while back, and I had my worship leader lead it in closing, but we are standing on holy ground. God wants to do great things in our lives, and it comes through prayer and through leading and through being sensitive. I can tell you this. I've been reading this book uh, that's been just tremendous about prayer. It's been awesome, and it tells a couple stories in this book, and one of them is about this man that he had just, uh, he, had, he was a military man, and he was just honoring God. With, he was trying to honor God with all that he was about, and he was trying to listen to the things of God, and God would lead him, and he, and he, and he followed him. And he opened doors for him, and great things took place because that he honored God. I was also heard this story of, about this guy that uh, he actually was in a, uh, he was on his way to Dayton, Ohio, and he's in his car, and he was driving, decided to stop at a restaurant. Him and his family, they got out, and they were going to go get something to eat. And as he got out, he went out, and the guy, uh, all of a sudden, the, the family went in, and the uh, phone booth rang. This is back before internet, before all these other things. There was phone booth out by the restaurant. And he heard it ringing, and he thought to himself, should I answer that? And he looked around. He didn't see anybody around, so he decided to walk over there. His family was already in the restaurant. And he, and he answered the phone. He said, hello. And this lady just said, hey, are you uh, – Mr. Cobb or Ron Cobb or I can't remember Gary Cobb, I can't remember his first name, and he said, or he said, no, I want to talk to talk to Ron Cobb, and he says, I'm Ron Cobb, and he looked around to see if he's on candid camera or something. He said, what in the world is going on here? And all of a sudden, come on a line, this lady says, Mr. Cobb, I'm Millie. I just wanted to talk to you today. And he said, Millie, well, how do you? Who, who are you? He says, I, I live in West Virginia. I'm in West Virginia, and I was writing a suicide note today, and I decided to ask God for one more chance, and I said, Lord, I need your help. I need somebody to talk to, and I listened to you on the radio. This man had a radio and TV show, and a, he was an author. And, he, and she said, uh, she said, your name came to mind, and so, but I didn't know how to get a hold of you, and like I said, that was pre-Google days. And so, all of a sudden, God gave me some numbers. I just wrote them on a paper, I didn't know whose numbers they were. There were these ten numbers, and I just I decided I'll dial these numbers. And all of a sudden, the operator came on, and here you are. She said, "Are you in your office?" He says, "No, I'm in a phone booth in Ohio." She said, "What?" And he says, "Well, didn't you know where you were calling?" She said, "No." She said, "I was just calling a number that I wrote down on a paper." And you think, "Well, that's a little far fetched." Folks, that is the power of Almighty God. And they went on to talk. And they went on to share. And he was able to help her. A miracle. Incredible. I've watched those kind of things happen over the years in my ministry. have been phenomenal. But yet we always say, no, that couldn't have possibly happened. How could somebody in West Virginia call a phone booth in Ohio and the right person was there? Folks, your God is capable of doing anything. But he, I'm telling you what, we need to understand that when we call upon God, we are standing on holy ground, God, ground that God wants to ordain. Being rich spiritually 
doesn't assure you an easy life. You can be the most godly person on the planet. That doesn't mean life is going to be easy. I've had people tell me, Pastor, we're doing everything right spiritually, and I still have gobs of issues. You know what I say to them? Merry Christmas. Welcome to the real world, because in this world we'll have tribulation, but folks, be of good cheer, because Jesus has overcome the world. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. I didn't know where we picked up the false impression that if we read the Bible and if we pray and if we tithe and if we're faithful at church, all our troubles will be gone. I think of some of the Corinthian church and some of the things they went through. And, you know, the Apostle Paul, he addressed them. I just did a study on 1 Corinthians. I was walking through 1 Corinthians, and I saw the history of it, and it was just amazing to see. But we find in 1 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 9 through 13, these words. For it seems to me that God has put us apostles on display at the end of the procession, like those condemned to die in the arena. We have been a spectacle to the whole universe, uh, to angels as well as human beings. We are fools for Christ, but you are so wise in Christ. We are weak, but you are strong. You are honored, and we are dishonored. To this very hour, we go hungry and thirsty. We are in rags. We are brutally treated. We are homeless. We work hard with our own hands. When we are cursed, we are blessed. When we are persecuted, we endure it. When we are slandered, we answer kindly. I want us all to hear what the Apostle Paul was saying in these words to the church. And this was to the church of Corinth. He said, we are in the arena of life. Everyone is looking at us. We are fools for Christ because we honor him when the rest of the world turns their back on him. And when he says, but you are wise in Christ. Yes, be wise in Christ. Why? I will tell you why. Because we are preparing our lives to spend forever with Jesus, and we do this by the choices we make now. Sure, the world may make fun of us. Sure, the world may mock us. I've been so sick watching news, the news, and, and I'm telling you the mockery that goes on towards people who trust in God is remarkable. Satan works overtime to gather in his flocks. Christians, hold tight. Endure. Be strong and courageous. You know what? He will give you strength in your weaknesses if we allow him to. As I've told you many times, the word if is so very important. You remember a couple of years ago, I did a sermon on this radio station about the ifs in life. Here Paul is following God with all he has, and he says, in this very hour we go hungry, and we're thirsty, and we're in rags, and we're brutally treated. We are homeless. We're persecuted. Yes, even though they're following God. These things happen. But then he says these three important words. We endure it. So my question today, folks, is what are we willing to endure for the cause of Christ? Being spiritually rich does not guarantee us an easy, problem-free life, but it guarantees us eternal life where we will enjoy the bounties of heaven forever. And believe me, I know it's going to be a great day to look forward to, and I don't think anybody's looking forward to dying. But the day we die, we will truly live. My boy, 
my dad, my mom, my brother are truly living in the joy of Jesus. And folks, that's what it's all about. And that's exactly what Paul's message throughout his writings about, is preparing us for that day when God calls us home. He's not wanting to rush any of you home. But when that day comes, be ready. Be ready because it is going to be a glorious day. You're going to have the greatest day in the history of your life, and it will go on forever and ever. I believe, though, we as Christians must use discretion as we need to be careful about how we come across to people because we want to be the living witness. So we need to avoid this, avoid spiritual arrogance. I think all of us have been around people who carry an air of spiritual arrogance. I'm very spiritual. I have it all together. I pray more. I study more. I give more. I care for the needy more. I have it together. Listen to this. James 4.10 says, Humble yourself, and you and he will exalt you. Humble yourself, and he will exalt you. Our Lord will exalt us. We don't need exalted by humans. We humble ourselves to the Lord. He will exalt you. There will probably be a party going on in heaven as Jesus rejoices over you because you have humbled yourself before him, and you put him first in your life. You know, Paul shares some great words to Corinthians. In fact, he says this in verse 18 through 20 of chapter 4. Some of you have become arrogant, as if I were coming to you. But I will come to you very soon, if the Lord is willing. And then I will find not only how these arrogant people are talking, but what power they have. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. That it is. That it is. Paul was a little frustrated. And he was going to check up on what was going on with these arrogant people of the church and why they were acting the way they were acting. If you do much studying on the history of the Corinthian church, you realize they were really messed up for a while. And the churches Paul dealt with, in fact, he wrote this letter after he was in Ephesus, after he'd left there, trying to get across some points to him. He, but frankly, one of the problems we have today is people, we become so arrogant. And especially in the church, we think we have it all down. People of God, stay humble. Pastor Tom, please stay humble. I think Paul's last statement in the passage is very important. For the kingdom of God is not a matter of talk, but of power. People of God, we can talk all we want to, how spiritual we are and how we're so close to God. But if we're not allowing the power of God to work in our lives and lead us every single day, all it is is hot air blowing in the wind. The power of God is what changes lives. The power of God wants to be in every one of you, and he wants to ignite the Holy Spirit's flame in you, that you will live Jesus, you will breathe Jesus, you'll proclaim Jesus as long as you live. Now the church, the body of Christ, is an instrument used to change the world. Yes, the church is the body of Christ. You and I have a mission, and that is to live Jesus every day, and to love our community, and to show them the power of Jesus Christ. We can only do that when we seriously walk with him. You know, and I'm telling, and I told people on the Sunday that I preached this, when you walk out these doors, don't forget what was just said. Don't forget the power of the word of God. Go out and say, I'm going to make a difference today because the power of God is in me. I pray that this spirit of the living God energizes each one of you to be spiritually rich in him. Folks, he is coming again. What a day that's going to be when we see our Savior face to face. I have two words for you, two words I want you to think about. They are this, be ready. Be ready. Be ready. Lord bless you. 
Life Point is a ministry of the Cloverdale Church of God. If you would like a copy of today's broadcast or would like more information about the church, please call us at 208-362-1700 or write to Cloverdale Church of God, 3755 South Cloverdale Road, Boise, Idaho, 83709. You may also visit us at our website, www.cloverdalechurch.org. Thank you for listening and have a blessed day.